Hope. Everyone needs some. Welcome to the In All Podcast, a production of Mercy Street. These stories are from hope dealers at Houston, Texas, and everyday misfits found in the Bible. We hope you find your story in God's story of radical grace. My story is from desperation to clarity. Even though I have been here in Houston since 1999, I'm originally from a small town in Louisiana. I was brought up Catholic, did the whole deal, baptism, first communion, and confirmation. God was never discussed in our family, nor did we pray as a family. We did have a family Bible, for sure, I guess. I think it was a Catholic Bible. Only the Catholic religion was acceptable in my parents' eyes. Anyway, you did what a good Catholic is supposed to do, which only knew what I was taught through structured classes of catechism. I did not know God. All I knew was he was a punishing God. Like when they thundered, I was told it was because God was mad. God was up there and I'm down here. He was unreachable to me. I grew into a young teenager that had no spiritual foundation. I had certificates of completion from the Catholic Church though. Those certificates did not stop me from skipping school, hanging out with the wrong crowd, and doing wrong things. I even became a mother at a young age. Time went on, I married and continued having children. Good Catholic that I was, be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> While raising my children, I felt something was missing in me. I changed relations and started going to Assembly of God. Man, I thought this was it. I found what I was missing, so I thought. My children were involved in church functions, and I was as well. I even taught children's church. I loved it. I gave birth to my last child in marriage and named her Faith, as I was indeed living by faith. By naming her this, it was a constant reminder to me of living by faith. After time, I realized that something that was missing in me was still missing. During this time of marrying, having children, etc., I started drinking alcohol. At first, it was a casual drink here and there, but in time, I started drinking heavily. Life was a total mess. I then thought it best to leave my husband. He was the problem, so I thought. So I did, and also quit going to church because I was displeasing God. Problems continued. I became a single parent and so provided for my children. I hustled work, motherhood, and school all the time, leaving God out. Remember, I was displeasing to him. Still drinking alcohol throughout all of this, I came to the conclusion that I was the one with the problem, and I admitted I was powerless of alcohol. I was an alcoholic. I went into AA and stayed there for five years, but did not admit to my life being unmanageable. After all, I managed at home well. My kids were perfect attendance in school and made good grades. I kept a clean house, paid the bills on time, and cooked daily. But I did not apply the unmanageability to myself. I didn't comprehend the second part of the first step in AA, where it said my life was unmanageable. Step two says we came to believe. Well, I believed in God for others, but not for myself. Therefore, I had not surrendered to God 
as step three suggests we do. I was a dry drunk. I started drinking again and even dibbling with the little drugs. Needless to say, I spiraled out of control. Life was not worth living, so I attempted to take my life. My thinking was that I was not good enough for my children and they would be better off without me. I was not even good enough for God. Obviously, I had so much guilt and shame in my life. I went to school for nursing, so I knew what to do in order to succeed with ending my life. My life was spared. I knew it was God who spared my life because I should not be here. But I couldn't understand why he spared my life. It was still miserable. He was still punishing me for displeasing him, so I thought. I didn't even expect anything different from him. It was always the same thing, him being displeased with me, therefore punishing me. Well, being my attempt to take my life did not work, I figured I would self-destruct. This is when I came to Houston. I did the geographical change. I left my children with my parents. Remember, I was not good enough for them, so I thought. Problem was, I brought myself with me. I was and remained in Christ for 10 years. I continued leaving God out of the picture and did not even say his name for 10 years. I started doing drugs 24-7 and became homeless. I figured if I did not say God's name, he couldn't be displeased with me. He was a stranger to me. I numbed him out by doing drugs. All my money went to drugs. Remember, I'm doing drugs 24-7. It took a lot of money. And I'm on a mission of self-destruction. I tried hard to self-destruct. With drugs and homelessness came a life of incarceration. I had repeated incarcerations in Harris County Jail and even went to state jail a few times. Every time I would get released, I went back to what I knew which was the same neighborhood and drugs. That was my default. After 10 years of this, I had enough. I actually said the word God. I called out to him. I remember my exact words. God, I have enough, but jail is not the answer. I'm tired of money for the county or the state. I need something for me. This was when I had the gift of desperation. I surrendered. I'll never forget that moment. Within two or three days, I went to jail again. No biggie. I was used to this. I forgot about calling out to God, and I did not know that was my surrender moment. I found out later it was. I went to court, and they offered me star court. That's when I knew there was a God. He heard my cry. He cared for and about me. He loved me. He rescued me. At last, I found a God of my understanding, a God of unconditional love. I realized then that I had surrendered. This is when my life changed. Store Court put me in treatment where I was connected to mental health services. I have a diagnosis of major depressive disorder. I was able to embrace treatment by knowing this was of God and he showed me favor. So I wanted to do the right thing and be pleasing to him. After all, he showed me he loved me unconditionally and that nothing I did would stop him from loving me. And I was not displeasing to him. My behavior was displeasing, not me. 
I am his child. Slowly, I began getting the gift of clarity. I also started going to Mercy Street while I was in treatment. I remember early days at Mercy Street. The ladies and I from the treatment center would go to Mercy Street on the van. We also went to spirituality and recovery meetings held at Mercy Street after the church service. At one of these meetings was where I got my first AA big book. It was the third edition. Still have that book. I will always remember this moment. A bunch of books were placed in the middle of the floor and everyone was told they were there for the taking. I ran to that big book I saw. What a blessing. This was of God. I knew. While I was in treatment, a scripture came to me, Ezekiel 36, 26. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Wow, I knew this was from God. How could it not be? From then on, I stayed faithful, even through hard times, saying to myself, this too shall pass knowing God gave me a new heart, and it was up to me what I was going to do with this heart. I stayed determined not to let this heart become hard and stony. After a 90-day treatment program, I had the clarity to realize I needed to continue building the foundation I had just started. So I went to the women's home. While I was there, I continued seeking God on a daily basis. I was no longer going to Mercy Street. I didn't even know where it was at. I was unfamiliar with Houston. I was no longer being brought there on the van. But I never gave up on my newly found relationship with God. From the day God showed me favor, knowing he heard me and answered my prayer by rescuing me, then guiding my steps, I seek him daily. When I was in treatment, I started saying, Good morning, Lord. I rise to do your will. I still say this today. By trusting God, which I did not know at one time, but do know today, I have a full and rewarding life. After 13 months at the women's home, I left a successful graduate. I continue putting one foot in front of the other and doing the next right thing. I know it's the right thing because I ask God for his guidance every minute of every day. I still get into self on a regular basis. But by seeking him, I become aware and turn my will back over to him. It works. I am now a productive member of society. I work for the Harris Center and have been with this agency for nine plus years. I started working for this agency at PATH, which is a homeless program. I fit right in. I had homeless experience. After two and a half years there, I put in a transfer to work inside the Harris County Jail. I had the experience of incarceration as well. I had been contracted to the jail for six plus years. I know I was and still am being led by God with my job. I'm able to engage individuals inside the jail and let them know things they did do not define who they are. I share my experience, strength, and hope with them. I live in Spring Branch and am a faithful member of Mercy Street. Mercy Street had and still has a big impact on my life of recovery. I'm so glad I found where it is, right down the road from where I live. Isn't God good? Mercy Street is a recovered community, and I feel right at home. I found God with unconditional love through the people there. I belong. I see the radical grace of God in my life and share the good news with everyone. 
there is no guilt or shame. John 16:20 says, your grief will be turned into joy. God has turned my liabilities into assets. All the times I thought I was displeasing to God, he was right there with me, waiting patiently. He is a gentleman. Once I called out to him, he went into action. All he was waiting for was for me to turn my will and my life over to him. God has done for me what I could not do for myself. Clarity is continuing in my life. I am in remission from my mental illness, visit my family on a regular basis, all the while rebuilding my relationship with them, and have been clean and sober since November 7, 2008. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Thanks for listening. If this story inspired you, check out more In All Stories wherever you listen to podcasts. Know someone who needs hope? Share this podcast with them. This podcast is brought to you by Mercy Street, a church community in Houston, Texas. We create a safe harbor of hope and transformation so all may experience the radical grace of God. Go to www.mercystreet.org.